Additive manufacturing is enabling artists to transform their ideas into tangible works of art. The inherent benefits of 3D printing is allowing artists to create more complex structures, create multiple iterations to ensure they perfect their art, and enabling collaborations across disciplines. On this episode of AM Infocast, we connect with one such artist, Lakshmi Mohan Babu, who is the first and only Singaporean to be selected by the Moon Gallery, the first extraterrestrial art gallery which aims to travel to the moon. Additive manufacturing played a big part in creating her work of art for this project, the Interaction Cube, which will become a part of this permanent gallery on the moon comprising 100 micro, highly concentrated ideas from around the world. Tune into this conversation where we discuss her work and how the fusion of art and technology is being enabled by additive manufacturing. Hello Lakshmi, uh, welcome to AM Infocast. Great to have you on this podcast. Hi Aditya, thank you very much for inviting me today on your podcast. Yeah, Lakshmi, you've had a very interesting, you know, early years and you've been exposed to a lot of diverse cultures, you know, which has, I'm, I'm sure has influenced your artistic practice. Can you share a little bit about your artistic journey before we, you know, dive into the real subject for the conversation today? So actually, I'm constantly looking for linkages between people from like different walks of life, ethnicities and beliefs. And uh, what I realized is there's been all, all through the ages, there's been this exchange of ideas, language and culture, which has been the result of massive worldwide migrations really a testament of the kind of travel we had even in the ancient world and of course now that kind of travel and interaction has gone to a much higher level. So growing up I had the opportunity to interact with people from like all parts of the world and what I did was find connections between people and I found it evident in their language and address in the ideology that there has been a lot of interaction of different kinds. Later I trained to be an architect and a designer and architecture exposed me to understand like architectural styles and periods. And the design education helped me to understand like the evolution of history and art. And this insight into art and architecture has helped me like, find parallels between cultural symbols, ideas, and the interaction between people worldwide, both in the past as well as in present. So deriving like simple ideas from, from the complex is what I like to do. And you know. I look for things that people shared uh, and that's directed the subject matter in my art. So that is what I use in all, all my artwork. And these are really like the existence of the same celestial bodies in our skies, the sun, the moon, the stars, nature, creation, life cycles, patterns of the universe and our communication systems is of language, symbols and numbers. And this is essentially what I use as the basis of most of my work. And it's also been the the kind of underlying idea behind my interaction series of paintings that inspired the, the moon cubes that are going to the moon. Because each pattern on the cube contains universal ideas and existential principles of interactions, interconnections, and a message of inclusivity. Yeah, that's great to know in, on how, you know, your experiences in life have molded your career in, in that sense for the artistic uh, activities you do. You know, now moving on, you know, additive manufacturing has been helping many artists realize their creations. How has your experience of using this technology as part of your practice? I've been using 3D printing for some years now, and I found that additive manufacturing has been quite beneficial in translating my ideas into art and sculpture and, and jewelry. So, for example, in my interaction series, I got 3D printed plugs fixed on the four corners of the aluminium frames uh, to make them unique in color and form to each uh, painting. 
I also used uh, additive manufacturing to create the sculptures in the interaction series. And those sculptures are what inspired the moon cubes that were later selected by the moon gallery. Working with the team at uh, NTU uh, in, in Singapore, the Singapore Center for 3D Printing produced a number of iterations for the moon cube, and they used uh, different materials from nylon polyamide to inconel and stainless steel just to see what was the best suited uh, material. As for the second cube that what we call Singapore's first 3D printed cube to go to the moon, uh, the structural reflectance cube, that has been used creating uh, with 3D manufacturing, and it couldn't have been produced in any other way. Moving forward, I'm looking to actively use 3D printing in creation of accessories, jewelries, even food and uh, different, all the avenues that are, that are possible using 3D printing. Yeah, that's great. And you also worked on an interesting piece, which uh, we would definitely like to know more about. Uh, can you talk us through the process of creating Singapore's first 3D printed art artifact, which is going to be launched to the moon? And what were the challenges you faced and how did you arrive on 3D printing as the technology of choice here? So I had actually cre already created one, uh, a cube called the Interaction Cube. And for that, I worked with NAMIC, the National Additive Manufacturing Innovation Cluster here in Singapore. And in the creation of the next uh, artwork, I was looking for technology collaborators. So NAMIC introduced me to Professor Matteo Saita from NTU. And so he's from the School of Mechanical and Aerospace Engineering here in Singapore. So I had a great collaboration with him and his team in the creation of the structural reflectance tube, uh, cube. And it was supported by Dynamic NTU and NRF. So the cube has patterns based on my interaction paintings on four, on four of its faces. And it ended up being like this perfect blend of art and technology that connects the interaction series. Uh, it's got this concept of duality. And so that duality was translated into uh, the cube using the material properties, which was the expertise brought in by the technology team. So we were able to connect it in a number of ways because the interaction cube basically is about, interaction concept is basically about two sides, duality of the negative and positive sides. And this was translated in the, in the from the material point of view. So even when you look at the moon, the moon has actually got two sides. There's one that's hidden from our sight, one that we always see. And it's only with space travel that we were able to, you know, actually see what the, the far side of the moon is. So in the, in the design of the cube, you actually have, it has two distinct sides in complementary shapes based on my interaction paintings. And it comprises these two complementary like crystal shapes, which reflect light in different directions, creating a kind of optical contrast. So the orientation and crystals reflectance is linked also to the light source and the, the direction of the light source and the viewpoint. Very similar to how we perceive the moon because we have a certain viewpoint of the moon and you have the sun, which is the light source. And our viewpoint of the moon is based on our viewpoint and the, and the light source. So that's exactly how these crystals work in the material as well. So when different colored lights at specified angles light the cube, the negative and positive sides of the patterned faces reflect the light differently and appear different colors. So which makes it very interesting. You have two different colors on the same face of the cube. And it's quite similar to our changing perspective and we view something with colored lenses. You know, our viewpoint is guided by our, you know, what the light is on the surface. So the challenge we, of course, there were a number of challenges. One, the, the size of the cube is only a centimeter cube. The final cube is only a centimeter cube in size. And so the team at NTU had came up with a number of iterations and because they had to figure out how to translate this idea into such a tiny scale and also make sure that it was each of the faces, the patterns were readable. 
And this, of course, this incredible level of detail could only have been done using 3D manufacturing. But even then, with each iteration, they kind of worked on, they discovered that they had to change certain parameters so that the next print would be a little bit better and a little bit better. So a number of iterations were created for the printing. Till we were quite satisfied with the final cube. In fact, it was first printed on plate, then it was printed on the cube with only two sides. And it was only after a number of iterations we were able to print it on all four sides with a good level of detail. So those were some of the big challenges we faced. The other thing they did was they also did a scaled up version of, of the cube because to see tiny one centimeter cube and all the details on it was quite difficult. So the 15 centimeter cube was also, was also printed using similar technology. And uh, the scaled up replica and the 0.98 centimeter cube are both going to be a part of the moon gallery. So people can see what, how it reflects the reflective properties of the cube. That's great. I think thanks for uh, you know, taking us through that journey of developing the cube and again, you know, having the honor of being one of the first artworks to be you know, sent to a moon gallery. I think that's really amazing. And, and going ahead, uh, what impact do you feel 3D printing has on art? And do you see an increased role for this technology in creating art in the future? So, yeah, I do feel that the availability of resources and manufacturing methods actually restrict artists because you can think of all kinds of things, but then to finally create it, that's the challenge. And one of the things, of course, is that the artist will also have to understand the specific process required to create a particular piece of work. Either they have to be able to produce it themselves uh, or know how to have the skills to produce it, or they'll have to find collaborations to, to produce the artwork. So you, depending on the manufacturing process, you choose. So when it comes to 3D printing, I feel that things that you could never have done before, like complex geometries, complex details, joinery, which might be quite difficult to produce with other manufacturing methods, but you can actually use 3D printing and overcome that. Uh, you can also augment it for using conventional manufacturing methods and add in like 3D printing element to it. And I, can, I really find that there's been a you know, huge change, like even now you see architects printing 3D buildings and in the jewelry industry, I've seen like a huge change in the last 25 years where there's so much of 3D printing involved now, which wasn't there at, at all in the, it's just changed completely the way we, we view things and way we see how things can be made. The other thing is of course, like when you create a work of art, uh, especially as a sculptor and architect, you have 3D software and you can see how it appears in 3D space, use simulations to test its strength, optimize the material usage, explores, and so these are things that you wouldn't have been, you would have actually had to make the piece and then realize that it's not working and then remake the piece. So you, you eliminate all of those processes in, with, with 3D printing. And I do hope that in the future, like we will be able to print not just like mixed metals and materials and make not just like one metal, but maybe mixed metals and also mixed materials, which then that gives you much more possibilities as an artist. That's, that's interesting, uh, Lakshmi, and, and I'm sure um, you know, you will use uh, more and more additive manufacturing 3D printing as part of your uh, work in the future. And uh, it's a perfect blend of, you know, for artists of art and technology, which is, I think, an interesting uh, fusion, which, which is, is coming to the, uh, you know, front lines. So, you know, great. Thanks for joining us for AM Infocast today. And uh, we wish you luck with all your endeavors and uh, hope to connect with you soon. Well, thank you so much for inviting me today. And uh, yeah, I do hope I'll be able to use a lot of 3D in my work in the future.
Thank you for joining us for this episode of AM Infocast. Do tune in to the next episode to understand how additive manufacturing is pushing boundaries in diverse application sectors.